Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the TV show Ted Lasso season 3 episode 11. The show is developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt and Joe Kelly. This episode's title is Mom City written by Brendan Hunt, Jason Sudeikis, Joe Kelly and directed by Declan Lowney. The episode begins with the song Long Road by the Tremlos. Ted exchanges pleasantries with everyone as he walks down to work from his house. Ted passes by a lady seated on the bench with a how you doing. He walks back to the bench and reacts looking at her. It's his mom. Ted says, "Mom." Dotty says, "Hey Teddy." The title sequence begins. Nate is now working as a head waiter at A Taste of Athens. Colin, Isaac and Will visit the restaurant. They ask for Nate but Jade shoes them away. Colin, a strong and capable man, doesn't budge. They want Nate to come back to Richmond. Nate is surprised to learn that everyone at Richmond wants him to come back. I am so moved by the Richmond players that they've forgiven Nate and requested him to come back. But they're doing all this behind Ted's back, not that Ted would have a problem with that. All Nate wants is Ted's acceptance and validation for him to come back. Since the players don't have that yet, Nate thinks it's not a good idea for him to come back to Richmond. Isaac orders for 75 kebabs to go. I guess they are for the entire team. I love me some kebabs. I think I've had the best kebabs in Turkey till now. Ted is just like his mother. She eats peanut butter out of the jar. Ted wonders why his mom is here to visit him. Mama Lasso is just visiting her son as a Mother's Day gift. Ted invites his mom to stay over with him. He wants her to visit his workplace as well. Oh my god, that's so sweet. When my parents visited me 13 years ago, I didn't want them to meet any of my co-workers or friends. Years later, my then boss told me they would have been more than happy to meet up. I was like, "Why? Too late now, buddy." Sam, Roy, and Jamie are giving an interview at the press conference at the training facility. Larry wonders if all this is a dream because Richmond is so close to winning the Premier League title. Sam's response is so sweet. He says, "If you are dreaming, please don't wake up." And if this is the matrix please don't unplug me. Jamie is not kicked about being named Premier League player of the month. He feels he has disappointed his team. Roy speaks for Jamie and says that he has done good for the team. Jamie's hair is all over the place. Has he stopped using hair products? Ted not only brings biscuits but makes Rebecca meet a special guest. Ted's mom introduces herself as Ted's bodyguard as a joke. Rebecca realizes it's Ted's mom. That was fast. Rebecca says, "I can't believe I'm finally getting to meet the woman who created one of the nicest humans I've ever met." Ted feels a little embarrassed by his mom's jokes. "Ted, honey, sweetie, you are just like her. Why are you embarrassed?" Rebecca wants to show Dotty around. Dotty thinks Rebecca means London. Rebecca clarifies she meant the Richmond training facility. If I were in Rebecca's place I would have loved to show Mama Lasso around London. Dotty wants to meet Danny Rojas. At this moment it feels like Ted is a schoolboy with his backpack and he's been summoned to the principal's office with his mom. Mama Lasso narrates various Ted stories while the Richmond players are gathered around her. 
Ted and Rebecca watch from a distance as Rebecca devours those kebabs. Emotional eater like me. She looks great while eating and I look messy. Ted reveals Mama Lasso has her own version of the actual story. Rebecca says, sometimes the truth can actually ruin a perfectly good story. A lie is just a great story someone ruined with the truth. Barney Stinson. Trent Krem introduces himself to Mama Lasso. She instantly compliments him on his hair. I have wanted to do that since the first time Trent appeared on the show. Roy is worried because Jamie is being extra sweet and thoughtful. Roy summons Jamie to the boot room. Mama Lasso thinks Jamie is in trouble. Trent reveals that shouting is Roy's love language. Roy doesn't want Jamie to be humble and a great teammate but a prick for the upcoming match. Jamie starts to cry like a little baby. Roy is worried because he thinks Jamie may be dying. Jamie is tired. He can't sleep. He can't eat. He stopped using conditioner. That's why his hair is a mess. I understand that you're exhausted, Jamie. Jamie feels like the guy in the Red Bull commercial pushing the rock up the hill but he's lost his wings. Do you mean like Sisyphus? Jamie feels he's lost his wings. Jamie cups Roy's face and asks, Where the fuck are my wings, Roy? Jamie cries even harder as he squeezes Roy's face and proceeds to hug him. Roy says fuck as he hugs Jamie back. Will the kit man enters the boot room and Roy tells him that he missed a good one. Will curses his luck and leaves. Higgy Pie comes up to Ted and informs him that his little birdies visited Nate at his new job. The birdies are pretty sure he'd come back if invited. Ted takes a vote. Everyone is okay except for Coach Beard. Coach Beard says, If you bring that Judas back, I'll burn this place to the fucking ground. When Trent cross-checks a story, Ted informs that he danced with Courtney Cox. She played Monica on Friends and she was also on Cougar Town, which was created by Bill Lawrence and Kevin Bagel. Higgy Pie is so glad to meet Dory and so is Coach Beard. Roy visits Keely, asking her to help Jamie. At the Crown and Anchor pub, Coach Beard speaks to Ted's mom about Ted being Ted. I guess all Ted's put other people's interests before their own. They all should pledge like Marshall made Ted pledge. I, Ted Mosby, promise to stop putting everyone else's interest ahead of my own and for once in life do what's best for me. May brings drinks for all. She recites a poem titled This Be the Worst by Philip Larkin for Ted. They fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old style hats and coats who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. At this line, Ted turns to look at his mom. May continues, man hands on misery to man. We now see a shot of Dottie and Coach Beard chatting with Dottie's palm facing the camera. May continues, it deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can and don't have any kids yourself. That's some universal truth out there. I feel exactly the same. The camera slowly tracks into Ted as he contemplates. The house inside the pinball game machine is spinning out of control. It sort of mirrors Ted's state of mind. Mama Lasso brought some newspaper clippings for Ted. The one on the top reads, Lasso suffering panic attacks on the side of the pitch. Why would you do that to him, Mama Lasso? I suffer from both anxiety and panic attacks regularly, but I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, let alone Ted. 
Ted checks with Mama Lasso if she wants to visit Manchester with him and the team. She chooses to stay home and prepare a home-cooked meal for Ted. Can you prepare some for me? Dottie checks with Ted if he's still having those episodes. Ted says, no, not recently. Same Ted, same. Ted reveals he's been talking to a therapist and that's really helped. Mama Lasso assumes that everything that's wrong with Ted is her fault. Ted clarifies that it's nothing like that and if she's thought of talking to someone. Dottie says it's not a cup of tea even though she loves tea. Everyone gets on the bus for the Man City match. Rebecca joins them because she's received a strongly worded text from Nora demanding she stop using her private jet. Roy and Keely spot Jamie with the fans and he's a disaster. He's high-fiving with his face. Keely agrees to speak with Jamie. Derek proudly introduces Nate to his customers. The customers think Nate blew up all his money and is now a waiter. The question is which drugs? The scene cuts to the establishing shots of Manchester City over the song Manchester England from Hair by Galt McDermott, James Rado and company. Keely arrives at Jamie's door to speak to him. Opening a suitcase flips Jamie. A bunch of people talk shit about Jamie's hair online. Understandable. Keely's talk with Jamie makes it worse. The puppy song by Harry Nielsen plays as the team watches You've Got Mail. The movie is a 1998 rom-com written by Nora and Delia Efron and directed by Nora Efron. Every team member cries when the song Over the Rainbow by Harry Nielsen plays. When Meg Ryan's character Kathleen says the lines, I wanted it to be you, I wanted it to be you, badly, Sam turns to look at Rebecca. She notices that Sam is looking at her. Both of them smile to themselves. Higgy Pie is ugly crying. It's like me watching most of Ted Lasso episodes. Ugly crying and getting emotionally drained. Ted argues, I mean Sleepless in Seattle is a far superior film. Sleepless in Seattle is a 1993 rom-com written by Nora Ephron, Jeff Arch and David S. Ward. The film is directed by Nora Ephron. It's been a while since I've seen both You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. To settle the debate of which is a superior film, I'll have to re-watch both films. So Ted, I'm gonna give you my answer in the finale podcast episode or a separate episode altogether. I have a slight complaint. How can you get up during the credits? The film is not over until all credits are done. Come on, show some respect. I may be the only one left in the theater, but I make sure I'm there till the end. Jamie sneaks out of the hotel. Killy and Roy follow him. The song Why Can't I Touch It by the Buzzcocks plays. When Jamie, Roy and Keely are walking in the lanes of Manchester, there's a beautiful blue moon in the night sky. Love that shot. Later, Roy and Keely lose Jamie in the tunnel. Jamie scares them from behind and questions, why are you following me? Roy wants to make sure Jamie is okay. Keely wants to clarify if Jamie is buying drugs. It's so cute to see their concern. Jamie takes the both of them with him. Three young boys playing football recognize Jamie and hurl abuses at him. Roy thinks that's gonna make Jamie a prick again. Jamie visits his childhood home. His mom is thrilled to meet him. Is that how support feels like? Warm and wonderful? So Mom City is not only about Ted meeting his mom but also about Jamie meeting his mom. Jamie opens up to his mom about what's bothering him. Jamie describes his condition as being impotent in his soul. The description is so on-brand Jamie. Simon shows Roy and Keely Jamie's room. Keely spots a poster of young Roy with long hair on Jamie's wall. It seems like it's autographed by Roy. Is Roy's hair wavy like his sister's? 
I can't get over Roy's wavy long hair. When Simon shuts the door leaving them, we see Keely's poster holding two footballs. Jamie's mom, Georgia, comforts and assures Jamie that he's amazing. Georgia reveals she wept when Jamie played for England. Roy confesses to Keely that he doesn't want to be friends, as in he doesn't want to be just friends. Keely holds Roy's hand and is about to say what's on her mind when Jamie enters and tells them they need to go. The camera pans to show Roy and Keely's poster on the wall. So Jamie manifested everything in his life, including Roy and Keely. Dreams do come true. Georgia wants Jamie to be happy. Roy wants a hug from Georgia. Jamie will cut your eyes out. Keely drags Roy away. Keely is everywhere with her local advertisements, be it Liverpool, Amsterdam or Manchester. Keely mentions the blue moon we just saw. She also mentions the Etihad Stadium where the match is supposed to be played. Ted's Wi-Fi password is barbecue sauce. Speaking of barbecue sauce, during Ted's barbecue sauce hallucination, he saw Nate working as a waiter. Nate is currently working as a waiter at A Taste of Athens. It hit me the morning after the episode's telecast when I was making my coffee, totally minding my own business. Ted is about to have a panic attack over the line, You Saw Me Standing Alone. The song Blue Moon by Frank Sinatra plays. The lyrics mirror Ted's state. You saw me standing alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. I saw Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. The next day at the Etihad Stadium, Higgy Pie reveals when Freddie Mercury briefly owned the team, he tried to make fat-bottomed girls as the team anthem. During the match, Man City is really mean toward Jamie. Colin scores the first goal. Rebecca and Keely celebrate. Higgy Pie doesn't want to move until the final whistle or he'll jinx it. Joseph Guardiola is instructing his team. Joseph Guardiola, a.k.a. Pep, was mentioned in the episode titled The Strings That Bind Us during the presentation of Total Football by Coach Beard. They actually got him to make a cameo. Ah! That was just me being overdramatic. Van Damme is a rock star at saving goals. Jamie saves one of the goals and hurts his ankle in the process. Everyone's worried. Ted goes, Fudge. Ted elects to wait, hoping the physios will do their magic. Back at the Taste of Athens, Derek fires Nate. Derek is clearly doing drugs. Van Damme continues to be a rock star at saving goals. Ted doesn't want Jamie to play hurt. Roy brags that he played hurt all the time. Coach Beard reminds him he can't walk upstairs. Here's a valuable lesson, guys. If you are hurt physically, mentally or emotionally, rest, recuperate. Just because someone did it in the past despite being hurt ain't a good example to follow. When your body in its infinite wisdom is telling you something, you gotta listen. Learn from this, evolve and do better in life. Ted and Jamie have a heartfelt conversation. Ted tells Jamie, hurt people hurt people. So maybe you gotta stop hurting people if you don't want them to hurt you back. Ted asks Jamie what he would say to his dad if his dad was here. Jamie responds, I'd say fuck you and thank you. I guess I would say the same. Similar sentiment. Ted tries to convince Jamie that it might be time to forgive his dad. Of course, Jamie doesn't want to give him that. Neither do I. I don't think I'm there yet. Ted tells Jamie that he'll be giving himself that. Jamie feels better because of the painkillers, the adrenaline and Ted's talk. Most of Ted's monologues are Ted talks. 
As the Man City crowd boos Jamie, Jamie takes it on his chin. I've never rooted for Jamie Todd this hard. Jamie Todd do 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 Jamie Todd do 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 Jamie Todd do 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 Jamie Todd. Jamie scores a goal, but we only see Jamie's mid shot and not how he scored the goal. Come on, why would you rob me of that shot and joy? The Man City crowd cheers for Jamie. Jamie is teary-eyed as he walks back to the pavilion after being substituted. Two Man City crowd members call Jamie a tough kid and that his dad would be proud of him. All this while, I'm thinking Jamie's dad is dead. Jamie's dad is in rehab watching Jamie on TV and clapping for him. Indeed, he's proud of Jamie. Richmond wins 2-0 against Man City. Arlo says, Chris Richmond could win this whole effing thing. Ted hugs his fellow coaches and walks toward Joseph Guardiola. Pep congratulates Ted. Ted says, Hey, I gotta be honest with you. You are a tough guy to beat, man. Pep replies, Nah, don't worry about the wins and losses. Just help these guys become the best versions of themselves on and off the pitch. This, at the end, is the most important thing. Ted has managed to do this wonderfully. Ted says, I couldn't agree more, coach. Are you fucking kidding me with this? You not only got Pep on the show, but he also endorses the same philosophy as Ted? You're killing me. Ted and Coach Beard fangirl over Pep. Even Jamie meets his former coach Pep. Pep congratulates Jamie. As the team celebrates and gets off the bus, the song Fat Bottomed Girls by Queen plays. The same song Higgy Pie was talking about. In the locker room, Jamie congratulates Colin for playing so well. Why did no one congratulate or appreciate Van Damme for saving so many goals? Come on! Coach Beard is headed toward karaoke. He promises to sign up Ted and himself for Islands in the Stream. Ted informs he needs to go home and be with his mom. Ted shows Coach Beard the footage of Nate after he tore up the belief sign. We see how Nate had to hide under the table for hours before he was in the clear to get out. Ted says, You know, I don't know about you, coach, but I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the actions of our weakest moments. We see a shot of Coach Bale's reaction. Ted continues, But rather by the strength we show when and if we are given a second chance. Ted wishes that Coach Beard have fun at karaoke. Coach Beard sighs. Ted walks away singing, and we rely on each other. Uh-huh. It's Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. We see Coach Beard contemplating and saying, Fuck. Jamie is sitting in the locker room with his one foot in the ice. Jamie messages his dad, hoping he's okay. Keely and Roy come to celebrate with Jamie. Ted watches the trio laughing and celebrating from a distance. Nate now wants to go back to Richmond to make things right. He's drafted a 60-page apology letter for Ted. The doorbell rings. It's Coach Beard at Nate's door and the vibe is all murdery because of the eerie music. Nate asks, You here to kill me? Coach Beard reveals how Ted and he met playing college football. Ted was a backup punter and Coach Beard was a backup kicker. They never got in a game but they spent a lot of time together. After that, they went their separate ways. Coach Beard got into coaching and then prison. When he got paroled, he had no money. His family didn't want him. He had nowhere to go. He looked up Ted who took him in, fed him and gave him a couch to crash on. 
Coach Beard stole Ted's car and Ted rescued him from the cops. Their story is very similar to Les Mis. Coach Beard went to prison for stealing a loaf of meth, like a loaf of bread in Les Mis. Ted forgave Coach Beard after he stole his car. Ted gave Coach Beard a job and a life. Coach Beard says, To honor that, I forgive you. I offer you a job and the life part's up to you. Nate says, Thank you. A tear rolls down Coach Beard's eye. Brendan Hunt has performed the scene to perfection. I had nothing but tears in my eyes. I was ugly crying. Nate asks, You sure you don't want to headbutt me? I think it might make us feel better. Coach Beard flips his cap to the back, holds Nate's head and touches his forehead against his. It was not as romantic as it sounds. Coach Beard hugs Nate. Ted arrives at home and finally confronts his mom asking, Why are you here? I think his mom's here to say something to him but she's not saying it. Taking a page out of Jamie's book, Ted says fuck you to his mom for not wanting to talk. So Ted says his piece with fuck yous and thank yous like Jamie. He's mainly upset with his mom for not working on herself or seeking help after her husband died. She just glossed over the whole thing acting like everything was alright. I did the same. You are just like your mom, Ted. You did the same thing. Dottie apologizes. I know you were a kid, but you took the wrong lesson, Ted. Dottie does have something to say to Ted. Ted's son misses him. Ted knows. He misses his son too. When Ted says he fears Henry is going to leave him, I thought Ted was dying. Dottie consoles Ted. Ted thanks her and she says, Fuck you. Bex arrives at Rebecca's door for advice. She checks if they can come in. She and who else? Rupert? No, it's Bex and Miss Cakes. Rebecca welcomes them in. The song Fought and Lost featuring Brian May by Sam Ryder plays. The lyric This Devastation plays over the shot of Ted's mom's note with the sunflower seed bread. Ted's pillow says hello. Ted is sporting a Joe Arthur barbecue gate stack t-shirt. Ted's mom's note reads, Teddy, enjoy the sunflower seed bread, your favorite. Thank you, and into brackets, just thank you for a lovely time. Love, mom. Ted tears a piece of the sunflower seed bread and tastes. So Ted gets his brilliant baking skills from his mom. The lyrics, so we'll see you here, same time, same place next year, foreshadows the same place next year scene. The scene cuts to Richmond training facility. Ted enters his office and Rebecca is already there looking at the pyramid of success. Ted wonders why Rebecca is here. Rebecca checks with Ted if he knows what time it is. Ted looks at his phone and says 9.30. Rebecca reminds him about the truth bomb but this year she's got nothing. That's how you subvert expectations. You've been building this up for two seasons and this season you go in a completely different direction. Ted's got a truth bomb for Rebecca. The screen cuts to black. The song Home by Brandy Carlyle plays over the end credits. Is Ted gonna leave? No, 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 I can't have that. No! It's going to be so painful. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.